This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. Hey, 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 welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy day to you, whatever day it is for you. For me, it's Friday, and it's a beautiful day. It's like the fourth day in a row of sunshine here in the Midwest. Wow, actually acting like spring. I know, it's amazing. End of April, and we finally got some spring going. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, I'm hoping you have had or having a fantastic week and moving forward with everything that life's throwing at you. And listen, folks, if you haven't listened to the last couple podcasts, well, of course, I'm biased here. Hopefully, you've listened to all 66 of them. This is our 67th episode. Yeah, baby. 67. I can't believe it. But anyway, the last couple, man, oh, man, did we rock your socks off. We had or, um, Kiyoshi Dave Kovar on the line, and then prior to that, we had two, one vice senior executive from Century Martial Arts and the other vice president of sales from Century Martial Arts. Oh, boy, the hits just keep rolling, rolling, rolling. And, of course, you know it's my goal here to give you the very best I can, not only for me personally, doing as much research, study, going to as many conferences, reading as many books as I can to bring you the best content, but it's also to bring you the best guest to help you live your best kick in life. So, real quick recap of what um, what I've been doing here and what's been going on. A uh, new book I'm reading, actually it's like the third time I've read this book, and I highly recommend it. It's called The Four Agreements by uh, Don Miguel Rizzo. And it's a, um, uh, I'm telling you what, it will make you think. Make you think about who you are, your thoughts, your thought pattern, your process, what you've kind of conditioned yourself to think. And essentially, the essence of who you've become is based on your thoughts. So check that thing out. Uh, I gave another speech this past week to a school, went to uh, St. Mary's. That's here in, uh, where is it at? Uh, in Alton, Illinois, which is uh, where Alton's about 20 minutes of, uh, where is it, uh, east of St. Louis. And it's uh, pretty good stuff there. We had a, a Catholic school. We had grades K through, I think it was eighth grade. And we went in and did a little presentation. And, of course, the speech, the message there was all about something you hear often on the show, planting the right seeds, doing what you can to be the best person you are by planting the right thoughts in your head. Similar to, you know, you plant seeds in a garden. If you want strawberries, you got to plant strawberry seeds. You can't plant onion seeds. If you want positive thoughts, you want to live a positive life, you've got to plant positivity in there. And that is by what you read, what you listen to, what you hear, what comes out of your mouth, the conversations you have, all those things are planting the seeds. And of course, you plant those seeds, you nurture those seeds, you cultivate those seeds, those seeds are going to grow into something. And like I said, if you want strawberries, you want positivity, you've got to plant that positivity. You plant negativity, well, that's what you're going to receive on the other end is that negativity. Similar to you plant onions, regardless how much you want strawberries, you're not getting strawberries if you planted onions. So make sure you're planting the right seeds. And that goes right into you know your peer group. And you hear me talk about that all the time as well. And I got that from Jim Rome, 
which is you know one of my personal favorites. And unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago. But if you haven't listened to or read or checked out anything by Jim Rome or Zeke Ziegler, you know a couple of my favorites there, make sure you do so, and that's how you'll start planting those right seeds. And folks, you've heard me talk before. You know, my life isn't all sunshine and rainbows because there's no such thing. But I choose to try and find the best I can because I had a lot of years where I was planting the wrong seeds. And that was due to the way I was brought up, uh, who I was around, kind of the peer, peer uh, influence group, if you will. Now, I always tried to remain optimistic and positive. However, if you're with people that are bringing you down, regardless how positive, how upbeat, how inspirational you want to be, you know, the way the world's pushing from the top, that's always going to be that way. But if you've also got people from the bottom pulling you down, sort of like anchors that you're dragging around, you're going to lose that battle every single time because now you got two forces working against you. The weight of the world, because you know, I mean, there's a lot of tough stuff out there. There really, really is. And sometimes it's just the world challenging us. And then you got the other side where you got negativity pulling you down. So you got to cut those anchors, break free of that peer group if they're holding you down and keeping you from where, or keeping you from being the person you were born to be. Surround yourself with different people. Now I know. I hear it all the time. People say, well, I, I, can't just, I can't just lose my, my peer group of friends. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to just tell them I can't hang out with you anymore? I can't be around you anymore? Well, what good is that? Is that being a good person? Well, here's the thing, and I was very guilty of this as well. You want to make sure, and I know this is going to come off a little different, but I want you to listen to me here. I want you to make sure that you're taking care of yourself first, meaning, meaning doing what's right for you, because if you're no good, you were no good to anybody else. And what I mean by that, that was kind of a right hook of reality I got from one of, one of my mentors, and I'll just give you what he said to me. He said, do you enjoy disrespecting the people you're trying to serve? Do you dis uh, enjoy disrespecting your students? Do you dis <laughs> tongue-tied here. Do you enjoy disrespecting your uh, listeners on the podcast? And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about here? I give everything I've got and then some. He says, well, you may think you do. However, when's the last time that you did something for you? When's the last time you got enough sleep? When's the last time that you meditated? When's the last time you went to the gym consistently? When's the last time you sat down and just shut things down for a while? And then he goes, and what about your nutrition? Are you eating healthy? Are you taking care of your body? And I'm like, well, yeah, but, 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 but. No, the answer was no. I kept putting myself further and further back in the pile there, trying to serve others, because that's the right thing to do. However, in the process, I was neglecting myself. And by neglecting myself, I wasn't at 100%. And you can't serve others at 100% if you're not 100%. So a lot of moms I know listen to the show out there, you're constantly serving and doing everything for everyone. You're running kids here. You're running kids there. You're home cooking. You're cleaning up the house. You're working a full-time job. And then, of course, you're dealing with us men, you know, your husband. <laughs> we're, we're, we're hard as heck to deal with. I get that. It's kind of like babysitting another kid a lot of times with us. So you're doing all those things. But when's the last time you really did something for yourself? Ladies, when's the last time you went and got your nails done or your hair done or just went and had a massage or just called up a friend and said, hey, let's go to lunch. Let's go grab a drink tonight. You know, something like that. It doesn't mean you do it every single day, but it's something to take care of yourself, to release all the stress and pressures of the world, to make sure you're at your very best, to make sure you're living your best kick in life. And for our new folks listening to the show, kick in life, yes, it's martial arts. I've been in martial arts almost 40 years, so that's a huge part of my life. And being a little biased, I think everybody should be engaged in some type of martial arts program because not only the physical, the mental, spiritual, but also that just empowerment of feeling like, yes, this is for me and I'm becoming a better person. I'm becoming a better person because I'm feeling challenged mentally, physically, and spiritually. I'm going to be my very, very best. And, of course, all the other 
I mean, countless benefits of being in a martial arts program is, is, is fantastic. But even if you're not, this show's still for you because it's all about kicking you in the tail, kicking you in the butt. When, not if, but when life kicks your butt as we know it's going to, I'm here to motivate you, to kick you back up, to give you that right hook of reality, to make you feel better about yourself, to count your blessings. And that's another thing, folks. If you think about it, I would have to say that about 97% of your life is probably pretty doggone good. However, if you listen to the media a lot, you listen to the news a lot, and you listen to your core group of friends, if they're not the most upbeat people in the world, you're going to think it's opposite. You're going to think 97% of your life is terrible. Well, the truth is, I would have to guess that you got up, you live in a free country, your refrigerator's probably full of every kind of food you want. Yeah, you probably got a car to drive. You probably, or you're listening to this, so you definitely have access to the internet. You've probably got a job. Your kids are probably fairly healthy. So you got a lot of good things going on. Now, the news would make you think differently. They do that because that's how they get paid. They get paid on the fear. Yeah, the shock and awe. And that's why you keep watching it. Turn that crap off. Don't focus on the 3% that maybe isn't the best in your life. Focus on that 97%. All right, so I know that's a lot to think about, a lot to digest, but that's the reality of things. And that's the truth, folks. You know, and I've said it over and over again, my life, nobody's life is sunshine and rainbows all the time. It just isn't. If, if, if you're like that, I don't know if that's all reality. So, but you can determine, you can determine your day. And a, a big thing, I tell you, folks, that's helped me, and I share this with you openly. I share this with you because... If before, and I guess my ego is a little too high. Now I try and check that ego by focusing on my humility. Humility all about what can I learn? How can I become a better person? How can I be the best I can be in order to help and empower and inspire others to be their very, very best? And that's being open, you know, checking that ego and saying, hey, I'm not perfect, man. I've got flaws. <laughs> I've got defects. I've got a past. I've got all kinds of things that have happened to me too. And before I was, I don't say embarrassed to say those things. But I guess I just wasn't confident enough in myself to say those things. So I kind of just kept them all packed in and put on this superficial false front, if you will, to cover it up. But of course, if you cover it up, you're not exposing any weaknesses. And if you're not exposing any weaknesses, you're not subjecting yourself to criticism and critique and you know, like that, right? <laughs> subjecting yourself to others picking at you, you know, because you've got this false front. But the truth be told, when I carried that around, I was probably the most insecure I've ever been in my life. That self-confidence was not where it should have been because I had that false ego front. And ego, for those out there, kind of first-time listeners, I like to define ego as edging God out. I like that. Or you could even say edging greatness out, meaning saying, hey, I got this thing. I don't need God's help. I don't need anybody's help because I'm macho man. I can handle this. And by doing those things, you're not opening yourself up to learning. Because you've got this mindset that nobody can teach me anything. I know everything I need to know and I'm, because I've got all I need. I hate to admit it, but I had that. I had that mindset for the longest time because the truth is I wasn't secure enough in myself. I wasn't confident enough in myself to, um, I don't know, to be open. But as you know, as I've mentioned countless, countless times, and I say this and I'm so open about this, because everybody can do it. It's not easy. I'm never going to lie to you and say, hey, this is so easy. It is. No, it's not easy. It's not at all. But it's a choice. It's a choice. And you know, there's an old saying, you know, if uh, um, you live in that comfort zone, that kind of complacency zone, that zone where you never challenge yourself, that zone where you never step out and uh, strive for something better, 
because you're comfortable? Well, I hope you're comfortable where you're at right now because that's going to be the rest of your life. Although each day you're getting older and older and older and older, and each day you're missing an opportunity to become better, 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 better. So we're kind of planting the seeds. Back to that again, folks. Planting the seeds right here, right now. Another thing, it's never too late. Never too late. So push yourself. I know it's uncomfortable, but if you want to live your best kick in life, you want to live your best possible life, you've got to move outside that comfort zone. Because here's another way to look at it. If you get comfortable allowing people to be disrespectful to you, it's going to continue to get worse. And I say that because, well, I'm living proof of that, you know, especially with, with bullying. And bullying is everywhere. Bullying is absolutely everywhere. It never, ever goes away. Starts off, I mean, it's been around since Cain and Abel. <laughs> so we're never going to get rid of bullying. But what we are going to get rid of, or what we're going to try, I shouldn't say get rid of, but what we are going to do, and that's my goal, my mission, my purpose, is to empower as many people as we can to believe in themselves first, to believe in themselves with that self-confidence, that self-esteem, that courage to say, no, I'm not going to allow that anymore. So if you're in a relationship or your child's being bullied, your child's being picked on, your child's being talked down to, your child's, you can see it in their eyes that they're, you know, they're lifeless because it goes on. And it's far worse now with social media. I mean, the kids are inundated with it literally 24-7. They can never escape from it. So how do you help them escape from it? One, we've got to work on empowering them, which is easier said than done, just like anything in life. But man, monitor their devices, take that stuff away and talk to them. You put your device down and talk to your kids. Because as I said, it's just planting the wrong seeds. You know, somebody says, uh, one example, your, your, your child gets up, and they're excited about going to school today. And we'll say, my, I got a 14 year old daughter and uh, she gets up extra early. She does her hair, she puts on her makeup and she puts on this new dress she just bought over the weekend. She's feeling great about it. And she goes to school smiling, you know, the sun's shining. She's feeling great. And the first hour, she runs into some girl that tells her, oh, boy, that dress is ugly. Your makeup is terrible. You look stupid. Now, here's the deal. Here, she was all, yes. And now she's like, oh, because that self-doubt kicks in. And we've all had that happen before. And we've all had it happen too many times before. So my goal is to build you up, build her up, where she says, you know what? I like this dress. Now, here's the thing. That seed was planted. So she can... She can choose to nurture it, to cultivate that negative seed and go the rest of the day feeling bad. Or she can say, you know what? No, I believe in me. I feel good about me. And how that helps and how that happens, folks, is by us as parents continuously reinforcing that in our kids, reminding them they are beautiful, reminding them. And, you know, Professor Brandon Belisa was on the show a few weeks ago, and he talked about what he says to his kids is, hey, does the bully take you out for ice cream? Does the bully take you out? Uh, for dinner? Does the bully buy you clothes? Does the bully tell you I love you every night? Does the bully give you a kiss? Does the bully help you? The answer is no. The answer is no. The bully never does those things. The bully does the mean things to hurt you. Mommy and daddy. And even as a teenager, I, mom and dad, you know, <laughs> my teenage daughter would try and say that to her as well. Plant those right seeds. Now, it's easier said than done. And we're fighting an uphill battle, folks, because once again, you know, we don't see our kids as often because they're eight hours at school and if they're involved in sporting activities or cheer or dance or uh, Madeline's in theater, you know, all those things, they, they take away from our time. So we've got to do our best for the little bit of time we have to help combat all that negativity that can potentially be coming into them. And once again, a lot of that is reminding your kids 
check in with your kids, who they're spending time with, who who's around them, what they're reading on social media. So get involved there, parents, because it's all back to what I talked about, about planting the right seeds and that belief in yourself. But here's the thing for us. We've got to believe it ourselves, and we've got to do a better job of learning and knowing what we don't know, which circles right back around to the ego we were talking about, right? Yeah. And you can't have both. It's either ego or humility, one or the other, but you can't have both because there's no room. One's going to win and the other is going to lose. And I tell you that because I never wanted to admit I had an ego, but for 40 years it was kind of conditioned in me, but it was my choice. I had made that choice. And by doing so, I was blocking out so many beautiful things, so many wonderful things that were, uh, that were available to me the whole time. And folks, I'm telling you, they're out there available for you as well. If you get used to, if you condition yourself to get used to being treated like dirt, like crap, like garbage, you're actually doing it to yourself. Stop it. It's not easy. It's never easy. But if you want to live your best life, your best kick in life, you've got to make a change. Quick story on uh, my brother-in-law. Special shout out to him. Good stuff, Mark. I'm proud of you, buddy. He recently uh, left a job he was at for 20 years. Man, oh man, leaving a job for 20 years, folks, but the job and they weren't very nice to him. Matter of fact, it made him feel horrible. And he started feeling bad about who he was, or he felt bad about who he was for the longest, longest time. And the more he felt bad about himself, it seemed like the more the job would tear into him and make him feel even worse. And so then what does he do? He takes that home. So now him and his uh, um, his wife, which is my sister, <laughs> are fighting constantly because they're not happy about what's going on because he's not happy with himself. And then Daughter gets involved, and they start arguing back and forth. So their family time, which is supposed to be their most gracious time, the wonderful time, is, is not good at all because he's carrying this baggage from being abused, literally, at work. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that are going through that very same thing. And what was his excuse for a number of years? Oh, I can't just get up. I can't just quit. I've got so many years involved. I can't just quit because what else am I going to do? And that's that mindset of being beat down that you don't believe in yourself that you can do any more than that. Yeah, it beats you down. You become comfortable and complacent and think life isn't going to ever get any better. This is the best I can do. No, it's not. No, it's not. And as Tony Robbins says, when the, the, the pain of your current situation outweighs the fear or the pain of the fear of making a change, that's when it happens. It's unfortunate you have to get to the point where you are just so burnt out. You're just rock bottom. This pain is unbearable. I've got to do something or this is really going to kill me. Seriously, before you move on, I'm telling you, folks, if you're not taking measures or steps to make things better, and sometimes you can't. Sometimes you have to leave a job. And here's the thing. After 20 years, was that hard for him? you dang right it was hard for him. And I am so very proud of Mark. I'm so very proud of you, buddy. Excellent, excellent job by doing that, by having the courage and confidence and the belief that, look, I, I want better for my family. I want better for myself. I want better for my future. And it all starts by me making this difficult choice now. But now he's in a place I've never seen the guy so happy. I've never seen his family so happy because he made it. It was a tough choice, but he did it. He did it. Now, the job he's at now, better benefits, better hours, better pay. But most importantly, most importantly, better mental, positive mental attitude. He feels like a human being. He's being treated with respect now. And by doing that, now he's going to have a much, much better life because he's dug up that old garden, if you will, and he's planted the right seeds. Now, that doesn't mean those weeds of negativity won't continue popping up. Folks, I have those things pop up every single day simply because there was 40 years of that stuff being laid. 
And uh, so there, there's a deep, deep foundation of crap, if you will. It wasn't all bad, but there was a lot of it in there because I allowed it to grow and I didn't, you just don't know what you don't know. That's why I share so much about being open and reading and going to seminars and conferences and planting the right seeds every morning. First thing I do, get up, turn on the uh, the YouTube channel and listen to some morning motivation, something positive to start the day, something to replant the seeds, something to remind me. Yes, because I'm a human. I get up and some days I'm dragging butt, but plant those right seeds. So anyway, Mark did it. I'm super proud of him. He's in a much better state mentally, physically, spiritually than he's ever been. And so is his family. But it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. And I've got a number of people I've run into that have worked at jobs. And I say, well, man, I've been here 10 years. I'm fully invested now. Okay, well, you're 30 years old. You know, you're going to work for another 30, 40 years. If you hate your job now, how much worse is it going to be in 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years? You're going to be miserable. You're going to have a heart attack. You're never going to make it. And what stress are you putting on your family? And we're all after that mighty dollar. I get that. But that's not the true meaning of success. It's not. I used to think it was too. You know, show me the money. Jerry Maguire, right? But no. Quan, as he put it in Jerry Maguire, was everything wrapped up together. The family, the health, the spiritual side, and just that blessing, that feeling of, yeah, and then money. There's nothing wrong with wanting to make money. That's what pays the bills. That's what gets it done. I know for a fact, you know, my goal this year is to give over $25,000 to charity. And if I didn't make any money, there's no way in heck I could do that. And I've been on both sides, folks. I've been bankrupt twice. So I know what it's like to be dirt poor. I know what it's like to be crying. I know what it's like to say, what the heck? Is this ever going to get any better for me? I've said those things. But until I changed my attitude on not saying, if is this ever going to get any better, I said, this is going to get better because I'm going to make it better. And that's a choice. That's a choice. So kudos again to Mark for doing that. I'm super proud of him for having the courage and confidence to step outside that comfort zone, and his life is doing much better. So as, as I mentioned, if you're in a situation like that, folks, man, make the change. It's not going to be easy, but I promise you that little bit of difficulty up front here, digging up that garden that you've had planted for too long, if it's negative, planting the right seeds, starting all over, a do-over, if you will, is going to pay dividends the rest of your life. Now, here's the thing. I've heard somebody say, well, yeah, well, I could die tomorrow. Yeah, you could. And then nothing really matters anyway. (laughs) But the hope is you're going to live for a little bit longer. The hope is you're going to get to see your kids grow up, right? And and, and if you don't, you don't, but you got nothing to worry about if you die tomorrow. All these thoughts, everything, all the stress and all this stuff is gone anyway. But the hope is you're going to be around a little bit longer. So change that tune of positivity. You know, saying, oh, I could die tomorrow is just a way of giving up, saying my life is worthless anyway, so it doesn't really matter. You're better than that. And as Rocky says, you're better than that. You are better than that. I believe in you. I believe in you. Why do I believe in you? I don't even know who you are. Well, I believe in you because you've taken the time to listen to my voice, to listen to this podcast, to trust in me that I'm doing everything I can to get all the resources to believe in myself to help you believe in you. Yeah. Now, I would love to meet each and every one of our listeners. Man, that would be great. And when I get out there a little bit more, you know, as soon as I get my book finished, going on some book tours and stuff, I hope to be able to connect and shake every single one of your hands and talk to you and see you face-to-face so you can see, hey, I'm just a genuine guy. I'm just a farm a farm boy that grew up on a farm, baling hay, shoveling horse poo, milking cows, yeah, and a military father growing up who had a horrible experience like just about everybody in Vietnam, all right? So I've dealt with that. I don't know what your pains are. You don't know what my pains are. I mean, that's just, it is what it is. But the fact is, I'm here for you. 
I want you to take these messages and plant the right seeds so you can live your best kick in life. And I want you to pay it forward to somebody else. Okay. Well, folks, I tell you what here. I've got uh, Professor Brandon Beliso that I'm going to get on the line here in just a second, and he's going to share his wonderful insights and knowledge, as he always does, and kind of continue, well, once again, planting the right seeds. So hold tight, folks. We'll get Professor Beliso on the line. Hey, Rich. It's Brandon Beliso here. Grateful to be on another episode, hanging out with your listeners. Today, I want to talk about choice, choice and how it affects my attitude. Now, I know a lot of the cynics and the critics want to say, yeah, you kumbaya, positive, rah-rah, cheerleader, gung-ho, that's not the real world. The real world is cynical and it's sad and it's bad. And yes, that may be true, but I'm here to say and share with you, we always have the power of choice to choose how we want to act or react or embrace that moment. Have you ever woken up in a bad mood? I know I have. And when I wake up in a bad mood, I acknowledge that's not my choice. That's just the state of mind I happen to wake up in. But I do recognize that bad mood can stay a minute long, an hour long, a day long, a week long, a month long, year, years and years and years. It is my choice if I'm going to stay in that bad mood or not. I recognize that. A great teacher of that is children. You'll watch children one minute, have a fit, be crying, and you know the very next minute they're totally fine and they're playing. It's like, uh, what just happened? Kids are a great example of how we possess that as a human being. The ability to go from a funky mood to a great mood. And I recognize that child innately does that. I think it's bred out of us. We lose that. We don't think we have that choice anymore. I have to go to that crappy job I don't like. I have to stay in this unhealthy relationship I'm not happy with, you know, because that's the way it is. And, you know, I made my bed and I have to lay in it. Well, change the bed. Move. Do what you need to do. You always have the power of choice. And that's the beautiful thing about that. Nelson Mandela is another great example I like to refer to all the time. They imprisoned his body, but he chose, they will not imprison my mind. And he said that. They might have you know, taken my body and my physical imprisoned me, but they could not take away my will. And that's powerful. So you always have that power of choice. The thing is finding the skill set to help you get out of that funky mood. Number one for me, boom, I go into meditation and gratitude mode. Gratitude works for me each and every time, right? And Kyoshi Kovar says that pretty cool. Hey, you know, every day above ground is a great day. No matter what the most based reason you have to be grateful, I'm breathing, I have hair, I woke up. Whatever the case may be, if you can find just one little, little thing to be grateful for, that you can build upon. That is a springboard. So that really helps me anytime I'm in a bad mood. I choose to meditate and create an attitude of gratitude. Number one, number one for me is that. But you gotta find what works for you, okay? All right, I wanna encourage everyone to go pick up my book, Live, Learn, Grow, uh, by me, Brandon Beliso, at Amazon.com. If you'd like more information about me and what I do, please go to BrandonBeliso.com and you'll find more information about me, cool? All right, until we talk again, folks, Please, please, please go out there, live your best life. All right, all right. Well, as always, another exciting, amazing message from Professor Beliso. Thank you, sir, for taking the time. And as always, thank you for the wonderful, wonderful insights. So, folks, as always, and I know I keep saying it almost sounds like a broken record, but the reason it's a broken record because I want to keep continuously planting those right seeds because, as we know, we're continuously 
if you will, broken record, <laughs> inundated with negativity from too many things in the society today and the culture today. It's everywhere. We're being bombarded with it. So I want to be a broken record on the other side. Just continue to remind you, believe in yourself, believe in who you were born to be, plant those right seeds, cut those negative ties, those negative anchors, get those things out of your life. And then once again, surround yourself with the right type of people. And kind of spend a few minutes just talking about that. Uh, Cause once again, I talked about this earlier in the show, you know, people say, how can I just leave my group of friends? I can't just leave them. Yes, you can <laughs> just like anything else. You can do it. Now you don't want to take a rude approach and just say, Hey, that kicking life guru guy said, I can no longer hang around with you cause you're not good for me. Don't do that. I don't want people coming over here and beating me up or at least attempting to <laughs> No, what you do is you just continuously start, you know, when they call to ask you to do something, Slowly but surely, I'm not saying come up with lies and excuses, but just think about yourself first. If I hang out with this person, I'm probably going to end up, you know, spending all night talking about negativity. I'm going to spend all that time, you know, if if they drink a lot, you're going to be drinking with them. If they smoke and you don't smoke, you're going to start smoking. All those things add up because you become who you are around the most. Spend that time with your kids. Spend that valuable time with your kids because here's a guarantee in life. Life's going to come and go. And once again, if it doesn't come and go, you got nothing to worry about anyway. <laughs> but it is going to come and go when your kids are going to grow up. I'm living proof of that. Austin, 17, he's got less than nine days of school left before he graduates. Unbelievable. How did that happen? I don't know. My daughter's 14. Same thing. She's about to finish up her freshman year. Boom. It comes and goes. My little buddy Emmett. Well, I got to give a shout out to Emmett. He, um, he's playing hockey now, which, you ready for this, folks? I've made every single hockey game. I, that, that's something my other two kids, I guess I got a third chance to get this thing right. That's why I'm sharing all these messages with you to help you get it right the first time. Spend that time with the kiddos. I was so invested in making the business a go that I missed a ton of Austin stuff growing up, a ton of Madeline stuff growing up, simply because I was so focused on getting the business going, which is good to be driven. It's good to be motivated. It's good to be inspired. It's good to have a vision and a passion. I want you to have all those things, but make sure you get your priorities in order too. Now, Sometimes, yes, you got to sacrifice a little bit, but you shouldn't, the scale should not be tipped in one direction and not the other, saying, oh, I'll get to the kids later. I'll get to the kids later. I'll get to the kids later. I tell you that because, once again, that's the same thing I did. You know, my uh, horrible favorite, it was not my favorite, but it would have, it should have seemed like my favorite because I said it all the time to Austin, and it's a, a nightmare that keeps replaying in my mind, which helps me with Emmett, is, hey, in a minute, buddy, in a minute, buddy, Austin would say, hey, Dad, can we play? Say, oh, you know what, in a minute, buddy. He'd come back five minutes later. Hey, Dad, has it been a minute yet? No, no, buddy, let Dad finish up on this. I'm sorry, buddy. Come on, let me finish just a minute. Come back five minutes later. Hey, Dad, can we play now? Has it been a minute? I think it's been a little more than a minute, hasn't it? Oh, you know what, let let me finish this here, buddy. Next thing I know, I look over. Austin's asleep on the floor, on the floor in my office, and I continue work until 2 or something in the morning when I scoop him up, carry him to bed. Terrible, terrible. Now, of course, like I said, I can rationalize it. I can come up with every excuse in the world. Well, I was trying to make the business go. I was working on this. I was working on that. And there are times for that, especially if you're trying to make something go that you really don't. (laughs) I didn't have a whole lot of idea what I was doing. I was trying to learn on the fly with the business here. But in the process of that, what kind of seeds was I planting to my son? And I thought, "Ah, you know what? I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Sort of like with yourself, getting in better shape, eating better, spending time with your kids. I'll do it tomorrow. Well, if that attitude, tomorrow's never going to come. Now I realize you've got to do work. You've got to do things that you don't want to do, but don't neglect your kids in the process. Sacred, or that time is sacred. Value that time and spend that time with them. 
because you'll never get it back. You'll never get it back. Anyway, back to Emmett. <laughs> He's playing hockey now. Um, Tuesday night, he scored his first goal, and then that wasn't enough for him. He went on to score two more goals. So in the same game that he scored his first goal, he also uh, recorded a hat trick, got three goals. So I was super proud of the big guy. Obviously, I was so very, very happy and grateful I was there because that smile on his face, oh, my gosh, <laughs> just just that elation. And uh, folks that have kids, you know, when your kids succeed at something that they've been working their butts off for for some time and they finally have that breakthrough, yes. And, you know, that kind of ties into everything we do at the academy with not everybody gets a trophy, not everybody gets a belt. You get what you earn. And by working your butt off when you earn that, not if, but when, if you work hard enough, you're going to get it. Man, that elation, that joy of, of, of completion, of satisfaction, of, yes, I put in the hard work, I put in the time, and I got it. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to happen every single time. I mean, he wanted to score a goal. This is the fifth week of, uh, of, uh, of I guess, the spring season. Now, he's been skating for some time, been going to sessions two or three a week, working his little tail off to get better and better and better. And each time, you know, it's, Dad, how come I didn't score tonight? Dad, how come I'm not getting any better? I said, buddy, you are getting better. I want you to believe in yourself. It doesn't always happen because you want it. It happens because you work for it, and you get what you work for, not what you want. And he kept plugging away and plugging away, and then he finally received that reward. Now, when does that reward come for us? You know, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I've been in business almost 22 years now, and for 17 years, <laughs> went through a couple bankruptcies and house foreclosures and everything else, and there was a lot of self-doubt there. But you keep working at it. You know, like the old saying, you, you plant a garden doesn't mean you're going to get the crops that you want. You know, maybe the day before you pick those luscious strawberries, uh, I don't know, a flood comes and washes your garden away, or maybe a hailstorm comes, or maybe, I don't know, rabbits get in there and eat them all up. You don't know, but do you give up or you keep chugging away? You keep chugging away. Think about the farmer that nine times out of ten gets the best harvest, and that one time, you know, the, the hail comes in and beats the crop down and he gets nothing, nothing. Does he just turn it in and say, you know what, I guess this isn't for me. Well, I guess he could, but you play the numbers. Nine out of ten are pretty dang good. You know what, I'm going to do it again. And who knows, maybe next year the same dang thing happens. But keep planting, keep planting, and sooner or later you'll turn something up. Well, here's the deal. On the other side, if you don't plan anything, you're never guaranteed anything. So you can't get nothing from nothing. So you're guaranteed to get nothing if you plant nothing. The guarantee when you plant something, you're going to get something, there's no guarantee on that. But the chances are much greater than not planting anything. So plant the right seeds, folks. Surround yourself with the right type of people. Start winging yourself away from other people. And as Kiyoshi Dave Kovar spoke on the last week's show, spoke on last week's show about deflect negative energy. And that means deflect your, uh, your presence in that negative environment. That's a good way to do it. Now, even if you're in a positive environment, there's going to be people taking shots at you because that's just how it is, right? You know, deflect negative energy. And I think Kiyoshi talked about the old kid's little rhyme there. I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. So, you know, sometimes kids have a better way of dealing with things than we do as adults, and we could learn a lot from them. So anyway, folks, I know I've kind of circled around to a lot of different things here, but my goal is to share, you know, personal stories about, uh, talked about my brother-in-law, and I'm proud of him for taking that step outside that comfort zone and getting a better job, talking about the kids, talking about my personal, I don't say failures, but just mishaps, you know, with uh, with Austin and, and working toward when he was a kid, now trying to do a better job with Emmett. But it all gets back to, it's your life. As Bon Jovi said, it's my life. That's all I'll give you. I'm not going to sing any more than that. But it is. It's yours. Treat yourself the best you can. 
do the right things for yourself in order to better serve others. And famous Zig Ziglar line, my absolute favorite quote of all times, how do you get everything you want in life? By helping enough other people get what they want. Yes, but you've got to be at your best in order to best uh, to serve others at, at your best, right? Yeah, you can't help them feel great if you don't feel very good. I mean, think about that. Go and see a motivational speaker that gets on stage and all they do is complain and whine about how terrible their life is and they look like, bleh. Is that going to motivate and empower you? No. So if you're trying to make somebody else feel better, you got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself first. And I say that, once again, firsthand experience, because that was a right hook of reality I got from one of my mentors telling me that you need to start doing a better job <laughs> of taking care of yourself because you're not going to be around much longer if you keep going at this pace. Keep burning the candle at both ends, which I know a lot of listeners are guilty of doing. I know you want to get things done, but let's make sure we do a good job of prioritizing those things. Because I was a dog chasing his tail for years upon years, working my butt off. I mean, like a madman, but really not getting a lot of productivity done because I wasn't, well, not, not only not planting the right seeds, but I wasn't doing a very good job of prioritizing what I need to be focusing on. So, all right, folks. Well, um, good stuff. Wow. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to be on, the, uh, for listening. I know how sacred, I know how valuable time is. And the fact that you spent the last 45 minutes with me, that means the world to me. And that's why I'm going to continue doing everything I can to bring the best content, have the best guests, have the best messages to help you live your best kick in life. So if I could ask a small favor from you, please share this message with others. Share this podcast. Tell others about our podcast. Go on, give us a little review. A five-star review, review would be great just so we can continue to build that tribe. And that's how we're going to make you know, my vision, my mission, my purpose, make our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live by empowering kids and adults, everybody we can, to believe in themselves, to respect others, to live their best kick in life. So please share this with others. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure you go to Facebook, and I've got a couple pages. I've got the Kick in Life page, and then I've got a group, Living Your Best Kick in Life. The group you have to, uh, uh, it's a closed group, so you go to ask for permission, and we'll have to let you in there because our whole goal is to make sure we've just got positive, motivated people in there. We don't want others coming in there and, you know, raining on our parade and being negative. And there's nothing wrong if you're having a bad day. Let us know. We're going to do everything we can to empower you. That's what the group's all about. But we're not going to have people in there being negative, you know, say, hey, it ain't all sunshine and rainbows. And uh, nah, I'm not going to have any of that nonsense. We're going to stay positive, do what we can to empower people. And that's what we got. All right, folks. Thank you so very much. I really, truly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. You get out there and do your very best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Can't wait to talk to you again real soon. And until we talk again, you be you. Do your best. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week, another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.